0: Welcome to Marvel Vision, a podcast about Marvel, the MCU. And right now, a bunch of news updates. I'm Alex. I'm Justin. And if you've got tips or stories you want us to cover on this podcast, feel free to email us at comicbookclublive at gmail.com. Hit us up on any social media Marvel Vision pod. We would love to hear from you. But The tip let... line is open. <laughs> deet Get deet deet a scoop. Deet 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 deet. But let's kick it off with a big topic of all of entertainment, not just Marvel, which is the WGA writer's strike that's happening right now. Justin, and this sounds like a joke, but it's not a joke. You've been on the picket line, right, for this?
1: I've been on some picket lines. Um, I definitely, we're about to talk about uh, Marvel and TV shows that have been uh, have stopped production in uh, by picket lines being formed around them, and I will say I have been uh, full disclosure i 've been a part of some of those so um, it 's not that I dislike the, our these television shows that mm-hmm. I love, but it 's about making sure they 're the best they can be by giving uh, the writers to make them uh, a living uh, a living
0: well, yeah, just to uh, emphasize and like sort of grow out of that i I assume most folks are uh, familiar with what 's going on with the writers strike right now, but basically the Writers' Guild is striking uh, for a variety of reasons. At least one of them has to do with the rise of AI and studios wanting to essentially replace the writers or at least a large part of the process with AI. They also want to downsize the amount of writers who are on shows, which is something that uh, has created, I think, a lot of confusion online, particularly yeah. like Marvel is a great example of this. Of They generally they they've started to have writer's room i think but they have like mini writers rooms which are basically the people write and then they move on to the next job and that's it versus the traditional way of doing it is writing still happens when people are on sets, and particularly for Marvel stuff. We know we've talked about this so much, yeah. there are so many changes that happen on set in post production. Reshoots are built into the whole thing, particularly with the movies. So, the writer's job isn't merely turning the script and then get out of there. They're still doing stuff on set, after set, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera.
1: And even if it's not the writer who wrote the main script, it's a writer who's being brought in. Like, I feel like they have different people who come in and are like, Oh, I'm really good at putting the pieces together. We have these five action sequences, and we need to sort of rebuild the story that connects them to make um, a a movie out of it.
0: Yeah. So that all said, there's a lot of picketing going on. And part of the thing with the picketing is there are shows because other people are – legally required to go in and shoot the stuff, actors, directors, who may potentially be going on strike soon as well, as well as the crew members. Some of them are siding with the picketers. Um, there's been a lot of actors that have gone out on the picket lines as well. So I don't think they're against it, but they have to go to work. So the picket lines, and correct me if I'm wrong, are basically literally blocking people from going to work so they have to shut down production,
1: right? Uh, well, it it comes down more to um, the unions that are... Um they are not crossing the picket line. It's not like a physical barrier. It's mm-hmm. not like a fight is happening and people are being <laughs> pushed out of the studio to work. It's more other unions are siding with the writers because they you know, have their contracts up and they know that like the only way to make change happen for people who are at the, the bottom is to like hold the line. And so I was on a picket um, last week and we were picketing at 5 a.m. outside of the studio and the other union workers didn't cross. And so the work couldn't. Start um, at the uh, in the, in the studio, and it, it's a way of showing solidarity. But it's not like we're physically stopping trucks, and <laughs> from, you know, <laughs> right? Being, it's not like
0: uh, Charlie uh, Cox is being like, no. please."
1: But to your point before, like the other um, major unions, uh, the Directors Guild and the um, Screen Actors Guild they are legally bound to have to show up to their job. So like they, they cannot just be like, I'm not working today without facing, you know, a penalty being removed from the job, all of those things. So it it's definitely something where I, I don't want to express anger toward these, uh, these things that are still being made. They're doing their best. The only real danger there is if someone's doing some writing, uh, what's called scabbing, by working on these projects in a writer capacity, um, when they should not be doing that because of the stress.
0: Right. And that gets into a very tricky issue that's being discussed a lot, particularly with showrunners, in terms of, is there an actual separation between a producer braid and a writer braid? If you're telling them, like, hey, we actually can have Daredevil wear his red costume today, it has to be his yellow costume – Technically, that's something like there's probably a script reason for that. So that's not necessarily just producing that might have something to do with the writing process or making a tweak there and saying, actually, let's go for the red costume because three episodes down the road, this thing is going to happen with it. So it gets into a very murky territory. And that's why a lot of showrunners are also, A, very conflicted because they have jobs in the same way where they're being threatened by the studios. But B, they also want to support the writers and know that there's a certain point where they're like... I just I just can't do my job properly because literally everything is a ethical, moral problem in my mind at this point.
1: Well, in in like some examples of like in the last strike in 2007 or an example, like the James Bond movie Quantum of Solace was filmed during the strike. And everyone's like, this movie doesn't really make sense. And it's because they had a limited palette, like the director and the actors could still be creative and do their jobs and that from an acting perspective involved, like, you know what, I'm going to just change this line a little bit, put it in my words. And I think that while it is writing technically, it still falls under the purview of the actor, but no one's looking at the large story because that's a writer's job. So the director's doing director things, the actor's doing actor things, and it amounts to a movie that doesn't quite hang together.
0: Well, so let's jump into it, actually, in terms of which Marvel TV shows and movies have been shut down and which haven't. This comes from about a week ago, so uh, there are some things that have changed since then. But the first big one is Blade is on hold at this point. They weren't done writing the movie yeah. It's just not going to happen at this point. They're I literally
1: mean, writing it. So that's, that's yeah. definitely one where they're like, well, we can't
0: do this. And on the other end of the spectrum, I believe in Atlanta, Captain America 4 is still filming. And I believe until this day, it's still filming. That certainly also comes in terms of like where the picketers are. And they're very focused uh, because that's where most of the writers are on New York and Los Angeles. I don't know if there are enough picketers to actually shut something like Captain America 4 down in Atlanta, potentially?
1: I believe technically a picket line, it can be like a handful of people. I think, um, so it does, it's not about volume
0: of people. Yeah, I'm still in my mind picturing the same thing. A hundred percent.
1: But like there was in, in New York, like there were like three WGA strikers and that was able to shut down the show. Because again, it's about the other union workers from other unions Choosing to not cross the line, and a line is just two points. So mm-hmm. we were talking about this at the when I was out the other day. Is it take two people to be a picket? Because that's technically a line. Mm-hmm. I don't know the uh, the actual answer to that, but I agree with you. Like there aren't as many people in the WGA in Atlanta. So it hasn't been as big of a target of of shutdowns.
0: On the other hand, this is one that after the Hollywood Reporter put up their stuff has been a major target, and I don't know if this is the one that potentially could talk about, is Daredevil Born Again, which as we're taping, I believe there were two days Where it got completely shut down. There were incorrect reports that the production had been shut down entirely. Instead, I know that it was shut down, uh, I believe, on like Tuesday and then Thursday, if I remember correctly, or something like that.
1: I don't know the actual facts on that, but um, I do know that they are definitely a target that will is of the of picketers. So, like, I think they will continue to be shut down, and and the well, and I think
0: part us. of the reason is Daredevil board again. That's a Marvel production. That is one of the studios that has the most product out there. It's the one that's going to get headlines. So nothing against smaller productions, but if they shut down, like. X show on Food Network or whatever, it's not going to get a big headline of variety and THR deadline the same way as Daredevil has been shut down. Yeah. Um, One that is, uh, two that are still filming at this point Agatha Coven of Chaos is still filming. I believe that's also in Atlanta, if I remember correctly. And Wonder Man is filming in LA and that's still going and apparently hasn't been disrupted as of yet. In terms of things that are coming up, thunderbolts is coming up pretty rapidly they're going to be filming in the next month or two as well as deadpool 3 and venom 3 i believe they're all starting in june or july something like that and reportedly at this point they're all still planning on filming and the last one which is very far out in 2024 is fantastic four is still planning on moving forward um i gotta say of those just speaking from a fan perspective now the the ones that I worry about the most, and I don't know how they're going to move forward without writers, are Deadpool 3 and Venom 3.
1: Well, and it's like comedy is something where you're like, the joke on the page and the joke in on set and in the movie are two completely different things. And it's just much more likely to be like, ah, it's not quite working reading it the way, uh, performing it the way it's been written. We need to change this. And for that, you need a, you need a writer there because it That's where you get the new ideas. That's where we change the structure and and move it in the right direction. So, agreed. Comedies is is much more susceptible. Well, even
0: beyond that, I don't know the exact credits, but Ryan Reynolds, who's Deadpool, is, I believe, a writer on the movie. Yes. And Venom 3, I don't know if he's credited this way, but Tom Hardy has basically improvised his way through both of the previous Venom movies and, I think, wrote the second one or co-wrote the second one? I believe
1: he co-wrote. Yeah. uh, yeah.
0: So, I don't know what he's doing on Venom 3, but, like— that's a classic case of how do you separate that? They 100% if there wasn't a writers strike, both of them would be changing script stuff left and right. So, are they going to st- stick with the script the way it is? I don't think so. I don't think they're going to continue with this.
1: Uh yeah, and I I mean the writers the strike could end anytime, you know, once negotiations pick back up, once the strike is called over, once the a contract is put in place. Everything can go back to to being made. Mm-hmm. So I think like to be planning on moving forward uh, again not as long as there's not writing happening that that makes sense from a production's point of view. Now, if the DGA and SAG go on strike, production will cease.
0: Yeah. We'll have to see what happens, and we'll have to see how this affects all of the upcoming schedule. Let's move on to another one. This is uh following up on some box office stuff that we've been talking about the last couple of weeks, but Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 at this point is expected to pass $500 million this weekend worldwide. Given that we've been talking about, does this mean Marvel is back, is not, what do you think this is an indication of, if anything?
1: I think... You know, this movie is, is a success. Marvel is back uh, as much as you want uh, to say that. Like, I think for me, it's like, hey, this movie is good. It's going forward. It's going to continue to succeed. Why don't we just say Marvel's back? And then we can be mad about the next thing that doesn't <laughs> do well. Uh, the idea of being like, we got to wait and see. It's like, sure, that's the whole. Marvel's going to need to do have another 10 years of straight success if that's the, the model.
0: Yeah, and I do think this movie is going to have legs. People clearly loved it in the opening weekend. We loved it. If you're listening to this, you can check out our review. We did a whole podcast about that, and we all really enjoyed the movie. Um, And that, that's $500 million right there, just based on our podcast review. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Here is another morning. thing that, that spun out of Guardians of the Galaxy 3 and the love for it. So a couple of folks, I think first jokingly threw this out and then it started to get picked up in a bunch of places, even on TMZ. Should Chukwudi Awuji, who played High Evolutionary, mm. turn out to be a Kang variant and replace Jonathan <laughs> Majors as Kang? And my question is, is this a good idea and or... Are fans being weirdly racist about this? What's going on
1: there, There's a potential for that to be like, oh, one uh, black actor is out uh, potentially. Let's replace like that. That feels a little uncomfortable. I agree with you. It may also be something like, I think the high evolutionary was a great villain. And so mm-hmm. it's like, let's get more of that. But I also think it's just not that easy. Like, I think it has to be, a lot of things have to happen before any of, of that can happen. Um, the the big thing First sh- of all, yeah. being like Marvel sort of, sort of making a statement and decision on Jonathan Major.
0: Yeah, we are. I know we said we were going to get that like weeks ago at this point. I am still shocked that they haven't said anything whatsoever, but clearly at this point they're waiting for whatever the decision is in terms of his trial or that moves forward. Um, And that seems to be coming rapidly up, I think, in the next couple of weeks. They're setting some sort of date for that. Um, So obviously we'll see what happens there. Um, The thing this did make me think of, though, which isn't that shocking of a thought, but I agree. Chukwudi Iwuji was phenomenal as high evolutionary. He ended up Place where spoilers for Guardians of the Galaxy 3, but Rocket leaves him alive, albeit lying on the floor at an exploding spaceship. So there is a way out if you want to use him again as a villain. Um my my thought is even beyond the Jonathan Majors' Kang thing, they have an even bigger potential opportunity to delay things a little bit and not use Kang, right? right. Like not do Kang as the big villain of this phase and instead position somebody else in that direction. Do you think that's even possible at this point?
1: I mean, anything's possible. And back in, you know, phase, the earlier phases where it's like everything felt like, oh, it's so perfect. They really moved through all this. They were flying by the seat of their pants just sort Mm -hmm. of figuring it out. And it just happened that the elements came together in just the right way. So, like, they could definitely sort of pull back to that because the meticulous planning they've been doing hasn't been going as well as – it did when they were doing much less planning. And I'm not saying less planning is always better, but (laughs) there is something to, you know, improvisation and looking what you have and adjusting as opposed to adhering to something that isn't working.
0: Yeah, and uh, I think, I don't know if it necessarily makes sense at all from a character standpoint, but to follow this line of thought, could you have High Evolutionary, you know, go up and be the main villain of this next phase? He powers up after his experience with the Guardians. Absolutely, you know that could yeah. happen.
1: Uh, definitely, and honestly, when the High Evolutionary was the big bad in Guardians Three, I was like, I feel like High Evolutionary is more a more powerful villain, almost like a godlike villain. So something that is more on the level of a Thanos with the Infinity Gauntlet.
0: We'll see what happens there. Another quick one, a th- couple of quick ones to throw out at you all. There was a Secret Invasion behind-the-scenes video that was put up by USA Today, showed the making of the show. Looks good. Still looking good. <laughs> Great. Covered. It's that sort topic. of
1: like, like, should we just keep our bed out on the craft's table and say, yeah, let it ride. Let's just (laughs) keep
0: let's keep rolling the dice. Legitimately, though, that was my reaction to watching the video. I was like, "Ooh, what are the spoilers going to be? Are they going to show up new aspects of the plot?" And I was like, "Nope, but looks great."
1: (laughs) And I think hopefully this show is a little more nuanced beyond like a little spoiler, you know. And I think it's Mm -hmm. about like a, a big narrative and like character characters being in involved with each other. So like it's hard to just be like spoiler there's a betrayal here because Mm -hmm. of these uh, relationships between all these different people.
0: The one aspect I will say that was great in the behind the scenes though, is we got to see a lot more of Olivia Coleman in her role, torturing a dude. And she is so good. She is. I mean, the whole cast is really, really solid, but, Olivia Colman in every single role absolutely kills it. So very excited to see her. Uh, yeah. This was a weird one that went up on screen, brand. There are a bunch of deleted Iron Man scenes from the original movie, and they said they'll never see the light of the day because they talked about them with Kevin Feige, and Kevin Feige was like, no, these are bad. These are bad scenes. Don't show them off to anybody. And mostly they're Tony Stark doing laundry. So,
1: well... This is the thing deleted scenes, like a, it's like, oh, we got to see these deleted scenes. Ooh, what is it? It's like, well, you could also call them edited out because they're <laughs> unnecessary. <scenes.
0: laughs> right, exactly. Most of the time when you check them out, um, I was going to say the DVD, but nobody does that anymore, but like on Disney Plus or wherever, it's like 30 seconds of a previous scene you saw and then 10 seconds of Thor being like, hello? Yeah Hello And then 10 seconds of the next scene And you're like I don't know why I wasted my time with that
1: Well and it's I get it Like we're like Ooh it was deleted Because it was too good It's too hot to handle Or something like that And really it's like No deleted because it's too long Yeah Exactly (laughs) Exactly
0: Another box office thing, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. The early tracking came out for this one, and it is tracking for what The Hollywood Reporter calls an enormous $70 to $80 million opening. Now, if anybody's confused about that, why they were worried about Guardians of the Galaxy coming in at 110 and that being low versus 70 to $80 million and that being high, it's all relative, right? And the yeah. reason it's all relative here is the original Spider-Verse movie came out to, I think, like 37 million or something opening weekend. So this is basically expected to double it at this point.
1: And that's great. And I think it's a testament to the word of mouth of the first movie and just what we want is more Spider-Man, I think.
0: Yeah, I honestly think there's a partial chance, at least, that this one might go even bigger than the original one. Like, I know this is the early tracking. Early tracking can change very rapidly, but that first movie is beloved, and people love it more and more over time. I'll give a little plug on our live show, Comic Book Club. We had Brian Michael Bendis, who co-created Miles Morales on he talked about the legacy of the movie, what it was like for him when the first movie came out, what it is like for him now, when he's buying his kids Red Whoppers over at Burger King that are tied into the yeah. movie and all that stuff. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I think there's a chance it can go even bigger and frankly act like a live action superhero movie instead of what we potentially expect.
1: I think so because like the the Tom Holland movies are just killers. Like they they are not slowing down in their like momentum. Is like what people want from their, not just superhero movies, but just movies. And I think this movie is lining up behind that, as opposed to being another, like, lining up with, like, Venom or any of the Marvel movies.
0: And uh, one other thing that I'll mention that came out, this is not a huge shocker, I thought, but they said that this is basically like their Empire Strikes Back. There's going to be a cliffhanger ending. Of course there is. It was originally one movie, and then they split it into two movies. So, Yeah. No surprise.
1: So that's, and that's great news. I love a, a big swing.
0: Yeah. Last one, and we'll kick this off with a rumor patrol. This has come out from a lot of those old rumor mongers we keep mentioning. Captain America 4 may get a title change. It may no longer be called Captain America New World Order. I have some potential theories about that, but I'm curious to hear from you, Justin. What do you think? Or
1: I I'd agree that uh, this feels more like it's a big, Ensemble move uh, for this movie. So that in the way that it was always a little weird that Civil War was a Captain America movie uh, that this would maybe just commit to the idea that it should have a different title. And it seems like maybe they're doing
0: it. Yeah. I wonder if they'll change it entirely from Captain America colon something because I was trying to think through, we've talked a lot about how there seems to be a lot of Hulks in this movie. So calling it like Captain America, World War Hulk Potentially makes sense, but that's weird to put both of those character names in there. And World War Hulk as a title is probably punchier anyway. That also gets into legalities of like, can they put Hulk in a title? Does Universal still own that? We still don't know. We don't have clarity on it.
1: Well, and plus Hulk movies are not winners Mm -hmm. uh, traditionally. So like, I'm sure that if that's, it seems like we always, we talked about how they're sneaking a Hulk movie underneath this Captain America movie. The reason they may be doing that is because they're nervous to just call it the next Hulk movie.
0: Yeah. Maybe it'll be like Captain America Gamma War or something like that.
1: Yeah. And that's cool. That's fine. <laughs> sure. uh, yeah. Like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what to win. A standalone. I prefer standalone. Like, I think Civil War. I never say Captain America colon Civil
0: War. I never say Cold You don't <laughs> colon, say the colon? I always say the colon. That's my favorite part. <laughs>
1: yeah i love punctuation mm-hmm. but like i say civil war well civil war did like i think winter soldier like we we lose the captain america because it's not it's confusing just from a saying captain war is like what is that different or is that an, like, an animated movie that's different than this so i do think i prefer when it's just called what it is but um I know they have a lot of testing and stuff that points at doing Well, and
0: also different. I'll say on the other end of the spectrum, even though I agree with you that just to keep going with this thought, if it is World War Gamma or something, just calling it that, that's punchier, it looks better on a marquee, et cetera, there is a certain something to be said in terms of the cultural significance of having it be Captain America colon something when it's Sam Wilson's first movie as Captain America and giving that the same weight as the Steve Rogers movies versus... No, there's been uh, at least a little bit of pushback about not calling it Captain Marvel to the Marvels, but instead changing that for a second uh, outing as a movie. Considering Captain Marvel was such a big deal as the first uh, title female character. Uh, coming from the MCU. So I'd like to see the same thing here. I'd like to see them call it Captain America colon something though. Again, I understand from like a punchiness perspective. I prefer the other thing,
1: but that's why I think it's weird that why it has, it's not, it seems like from what we've seen that it's maybe not much about Captain America so I would prefer if they were doing a new Sam Captain America movie for it to be a, a Sam Captain America story that was, then we could title it whatever that was. If it's <laughs> oh, like so basically to be
0: world war gamma, a Sam Wilson story. Well,
1: <laughs> if it is, if it's like, he's sure. the one who's like throwing the shield amongst a million other things happening. Um, then, then that to me is less than it should be, um, Captain America slash we snuck in another Avengers movie.
0: Yeah. That's what they're going to keep doing. All right, let's wrap it up here. If you'd like to support this podcast and all the podcasts, we do patreon.com slash comic book club. Also, we do a live show every Tuesday night at 7 p.m. to Facebook and YouTube. Come hang out. We'd love to chat with you about Marvel, Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, or the app of your choice to subscribe, listen, and follow the show at Marvel Vision Pod on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Comicbookclublive.com for this podcast and many more. Until next time, stay marvelous.
1: What about Captain America 4, please um, exceed the tracking numbers that came out two weeks before this movie's released?
0: Hmm, that's punchy. That's punchy. As long as they have the colon.